This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha Podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Today we'll be talking about one California fire department that has distinguished itself as a leader in the virtual reality movement. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Side Alpha Podcast is sponsored by EF Johnson, a JVC Kenwood company. As a leader in mission-critical communications for more than 90 years, we have made it our mission to make safe simple. Thanks to EF Johnson for helping us make this broadcast possible. Virtual reality in fire service training uh, really is taking off, uh, and the Kusumnis Fire Department in California is one of those departments that's leading the way. Uh, Joining us today is retired Captain Kirk McKenzie and Firefighter Paramedic Justin Carissa. Captain McKenzie is a 32-year fire service veteran and holds more than 30 certificates from the California State Fire Marshal's Office with more than 10,000 hours of fire and life safety training and education. He's an adjunct professor with the University of Cincinnati on next-gen tech, an international speaker and strategic smart technologist. Justin Carissa has 16 years of fire and EMS experience, currently serving as a firefighter paramedic for the Kasumnas CSD Fire Department in California. He is actively engaged in training and educating current and future firefighters. Kirk, Justin, thanks for joining us today. Chief, thanks so much for having us. Chief, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys taking time out of the day uh, with a lot going on in the world and uh, taking a few minutes to, to talk with uh, to talk with our listeners is uh, uh, something I really appreciate you guys doing. Kirk, uh, virtual reality is one of those whiz-bang sci-fi things that many firefighters have not yet really had the opportunity to use. What about virtual reality? Uh, what you know? What is it that really caught your eye for the fire department? Well, <clears throat> thank you, sir. The The first place I saw it used was at uh, the California Exercise Simulation Center, uh, a serious gaming application that was brought forth uh, in conjunction with the Department of Homeland Security. And it was uh, it's an it is an active shooter and uh, surreal arsonist serious game, if you want. You could have 50 players together. And I saw that a few years ago and thought, there it's i saw it coming out of the department of defense but i uh when i got to see that i i knew that we were into a new age and ironically with covid uh it's really uh gone even faster than i might have imagined in the last 12 months but uh, a lot of opportunities there yeah it's pretty impressive stuff um you know and, and looking at this you've amassed a pretty impressive list of support from a variety of technology teams around the world how did you get those teams uh, to help and uh, how how um, did you manage to get so much support? Well, <clears throat> I I was invited uh, to the Game Developers Conference uh, I, well, in 2016 and a bit ironic. I'm, I'm not a not a gamer, uh, but uh, I went to see a colleague there and turns out there were twenty five thousand other attendants and. I start and I saw that there was uh, a welding scenario with audio 
and, and haptic feedback. And haptic is if you were holding a welding rod, the glove would give the sense of the feel of actually welding. There were huh. medical scientific simulations. There was art and humanity immersive reality experiences. And the one that really stuck me was the, the omnidirectional treadmill, meaning that you can run in a circle inside a game in VR. And that's when I really... Wait, wait, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. So exercise in virtual reality? Uh, well, yes, or combat or fight fire oh. on, on a treadmill that... Goodness gracious. Yeah, in 360 degrees with haptic feedback. Now there's there's heat vests where you could be inside a fire, and if you're facing the dragon, so to speak, uh, the front of the, ve the the vest gets hot, and if you turn your back because it's time to evacuate, the back gets hot. Mm. And you could do that on a treadmill, and and that's when I I started asking around, and gratefully, uh, well, there's a couple things I think. Um, I did get a lot of help from a number of partners. It was always, and it needs to, it needs to continue. It's it's mutual support for the various partners. The rising tide floats all boats sort of idea. Sure. And then Chief, the, the other component of it was that it's a compelling use case for enterprise teams, for the various gaming engine companies and the big enterprise teams, they're doing it, no doubt, primarily for profit, but they see the use case. And when somebody wearing a badge comes to them and says, look, we need help, uh, the, the support has been um, awesome. That's pretty amazing. And, you know, what a way to tie in some of the uh, uh, some of the uh, newer generation of folks that are uh, all about technology and, uh, and gaming, for that matter. And Having that uh, pretty ingenious. Uh, Justin, you were instrumental in ramping up uh, the Kasumnas virtual rally program. Um, you know, recognizing that traditional fire department training is is very live and hands-on. Were there concerns from people inside the department on replacing that hands-on training? Uh, you know, how did you get the buy-in from members? Because I'm sure that wasn't the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, it. It's definitely uh, a primary concern for us because uh, hands-on training is where it's at. And this is a completely new um, way of thinking about training. Uh, the operations chief, uh, Chief Bear, and uh, Chief Clark at the time, um, he, he was a battalion chief. They, they bought into what Kirk uh, dreamed up. And he was able to get that support from a lot of different companies. And um, we just just started swimming up where we could, upstream where we could. And it ended up uh, where we're at today, which is uh, some really good videos that um, put people in a few different situations. The primary one that we did uh, was fire behavior. And um, we just... We think it's a great way to get the new uh, recruits um, some really good training right out of the gate, get them in a, a safe environment that they can actually see what's going to happen uh, before we put them in it. And then when we put them in that environment, uh, the hands-on portion, they, they've just soaked up everything. 
And mm-hmm. that's really what it was about was getting uh, to that point faster. And this was definitely a, a, a huge way to take big steps forward. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it certainly makes sense. I mean, did you, uh, did you take real world events uh, to create the the different uh, scenarios, or did you find that canned material somewhere? Trying to you know help the listeners understand how the programs were developed. Yeah, so we use a couple different um, uh, pieces. Uh, we use a flash can. Uh, we use the Palmer Doll House, and then we also do acquired structures. And so uh, we took an acquired structure and we wanted to teach flow path. We wanted to teach fire behavior. So we set up burns to illustrate that in virtual reality. Mm. Uh, The flash can was uh, similar. We did a real world fuel and then we did what we, a typical training fuel, which is just your OS and B. And it, it turned out fantastic. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. I mean, clearly, this is not your everyday training program. Um, and, you know, people, instructors that may be used to uh, instructor development, uh, you know, uh, when I started, it was a ITC instructor training course one, instructor training course two. They didn't even begin to talk about things like virtual reality training. So how was implementing this system different uh, can you take us through some of the key steps in that process to to getting it implemented? Yeah, so it it's a lot of different variables. And what I like to tell people is it's it, there's not a one size fits all. it's it's what you're able to uh, accomplish. There's some really low cost uh, streamlined ways to get into virtual reality with the simple GoPro uh, three sixty camera. You can, take some really good videos and upload it into a GoPro editing software. And then you can download it to your phone and you publish it on YouTube if you want to, or a private YouTube where it's just your membership. And it's a perfect uh, low budget, but really good training. Or you can get the classroom in a box, which is the pro, uh, which is the software and the equipment we were able to use uh, thanks to Darley and, some other uh, um, key uh, um, support teams around the world, they they gave us this uh, classroom in a box. And, you know, the system we have is a, about a $20,000 system that we put the entire um, team, our entire cadre, our entire uh, internship program through the Consumers College, and then our entire uh, academy through with that setup, which it put everybody on the same platform and they were seeing the exact same thing. And I was just instructing as, as the day went. So they were seeing what I wanted them to see, but they could still look around in 360, but they were sitting in the classroom. Hmm. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. The, the classroom in the box uh, piece you were just talking about, can you walk us through the four components of the recruit training and how virtual reality served um, as a complementary tool with that? Yeah, so I've been able to teach the last three academies in our um, fire department. And so it started out with just getting that uh, fire behavior. And so the Palmer Dollhouse was uh, the first phase we would put the recruits through. 
then we would take them over to the flash can and we do like an art of reading, art of reading smoke. Uh, then we would put them in the flash can and and put them in the show them the fire behavior, fire dynamics portion. And what we added uh, was the classroom in a box portion, and it was able to take a lot of those components and put them into uh, into a 15 to 30 minute uh, immersive learning. So they put the goggles on and then we walked them through what they were about to see in the flash can. And then we progressed into the second phase was to progress into fire dynamics where we showed them the acquired structure, which was uh, a one room fire or a two room fire and how the inside and the outside with thermal imaging, um, what it looked like. Pretty, pretty neat. And Kurt, as I sit here, you know, I think about um, you and I are, uh, you and I are the old guys in the room, right? Uh, so, you know, the, uh, the, what resonates here is <clears throat> teaching, uh, teaching old dogs new tricks. So my question to you, um, from one kind of old dog to another kind of old dog is how did this stuff resonate with you? What really convinced you that this was something worth trying and you know, that it was going to work this whole, virtual, uh, the whole virtual reality thing. Well, and, and uh, I'm going to expand the term a little to, to how about immersive learning? Uh, because yes. there's, there's a, there's a broad, perspective to that more than simply the HUD or the heads up display, which can be as simple as what we call three DOF or three degrees of freedom, where it's say it's just a cardboard box with lenses that your phone goes into and you're in 360 video very simply it for a couple dollars to a six DOF system where, where there's six degrees of freedom where we can travel inside there. When we walk forward, there's laser sensors that track us and and see where we've moved. And it's uh, it's it's very, in many regards, realistic. Enough so when people are done with a drill, say they've put out that car fire, they go to lean on the car, but the car's only there visually, right? So, um, so at, from the, the old dog perspective, and you did call it, sir, um, that uh, it, what I hey, saw. Hey, you, you never take it personal, right? It, 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 well, it, it is it just, what it is. None of us can stop it, apparently. Right. So, I, and I'm grateful that uh, I've uh, to have had the, the years I have and to to listen to some of the next generation like Justin, right? We worked together a lot before this existed and then worked side by side. And I, and so I got to learn from Justin and his fellow age peers, if you will, who are all digital natives about sure. how we're, we're moving into smart firefighting, immersive learning being one part of it, the uh, investigation realm has been using 3D technologies for fire and explosion investigation, for instance. And and now we're in a place where, uh, well, I think it's been six years ago, I first imagined, well, what if we had infrared enabled vision instead of dragging that tick around with us down the hallway in the dark and right in the CO's taking a look in the bedroom and doing a quick scan and then 
calling back to the crews behind them and trying to paint a picture with words as the navigator, the sole navigator. With digital technologies, we can move into computer vision and move from it move from simply in the the learning and the pre-incident to real time where we'll move from C2 command and control to C4 command control communications computers and on and on down the road stuff that DOD has been doing for some time that I'd like to think our industry can start playing catch up. Absolutely. In the DOD sense, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we can learn um, if if people will just open those eyes and um, reach out to people that uh, have the connections there to, to make those things work. Uh, definitely a lot of opportunity there when we um, when we exercise those relationships. So some good stuff. Let's take a brief moment to recognize our sponsor, E.F. Johnson, a JVC Kenwood company. When the mission is critical, no one has time for complexities. Kenwood's Viking FireSafe software enhances communication awareness in a dynamic fire scene environment, allowing firefighters to focus on the mission at hand. We know that you rely on radio communications as your lifeline. That's why Kenwood is committed to providing you high quality P25 portable and mobile radios that are easy to use. We make safe simple. Visit us online at www.efjohnson.com. So, Kirk, uh, we're going to continue with you there. Uh, firefighting really has changed in so many ways. We talked about being old dogs there, but um, can you share a bit with us about uh, the smart firefighting movement you mentioned? Well, <clears throat> I'd say from my perspective, uh, sir, it's it's moving really, really quickly. I, I had the privilege last week to be part of the Navy Mixed Reality lab event called tier 3m t-e-a-r 3m and there were more than 100 speakers and i was uh certainly not the top shelf uh you know i was a break i was in the breakout room and it's just um, amazing what's coming in the move from lmr land mobile radio right painting a picture with words two tin cans and a string to Mm -hmm. what's what's coming uh, is is really inspiring. It's it's moving quickly, and uh, I'm uh, I'm just grateful to be uh, any small part of it and and helping the the movement forward. So while Justin's still out there uh, in the street and in in fires, that that my goal is before he's retired, that he's going to have a lot more situational awareness um, than he has by a set attack channels. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Can can you give us some perspective on some of the other things that uh, are coming in that movement? Um, you know, obviously we've talked about virtual reality. Is there other things that you can give our, the listeners a sense of uh, what's to come? Uh, well, uh, the tick is going to be in front of the eye. Uh, yeah. Teams like uh, See Through working on a computer vision solution. It's going to be uh, augmented reality enabled with 3D maps. We're going to have the Internet of Things. We're going to know the biometrics of our crews. We're going to have holographic light displays. And, and you always get a chuckle out of the Princess Leia idea. But, but what if when crews showed up to a high-rise fire, 
they knew the layout and they knew where their personnel were and what if one day maybe they knew where those who were trapped where they were and and what their metrics were so these are all capabilities lots to overcome Uh, digital ethics uh, policy procedure and people in the way and yet uh, there's uh, there's a number of folks working on it yeah Uh, and I as uh, you mentioned uh, lots of folks standing in the way I know a lot of times it's not necessarily an intentional standing in the way but it's uh, the legal uh, side of a lot of folks that comes out and the fear of exposure that um, a lot of these things seem to uh, create for a department who's just not sure what's going on. So I certainly, for one, appreciate uh, you guys leading that charge um, in in California at a minimum, but certainly uh, nationally and internationally, helping lead that charge for uh, us to become more of a a tech-savvy and advanced service and not just the knuckle-draggers that uh, we, we tend to be known for. So, um, so, so pretty good stuff there. So for the, the fire department that's listening and wondering, why would I do this? Or how do I convince the bean counter? So, you know, we talked about the people that are always standing in the way or putting up those uh, uh, speed bumps. Uh, how do I convince the bean counters to buy this or to buy into this? Can you talk about some of the key benefits uh, that those people could use to convince these people, some of those key benefits to integrating virtual reality specifically and similar tools that we just talked about. How, what advice can you give them to help convince their decision makers that it's the right investment to make? Justin, you mind if I handle that? <clears throat> Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're both still working on it uh, and, and together as well. I, so in incorporating immersive learning, there's a couple key points. One is uh, the cost effectiveness. And, and in addition to our personnel, it's who's really our end user. It's not the engine crew, the truck crew, the rescue crew. It's the public. I was privileged uh, or sworn. I still am privileged to serve that, that we could educate them in 360 video on their phone remotely through a cardboard box that they could be in their living room doing public education, teaching kids, you know, lighters and matches are for grownups, teaching adults how, you know, how to get out, how to do pre-incident fire planning and escape routes, showing the kids two ways out of the home. You do that in a 360 video for a, an incredibly uh, modest fee. And then for the personnel, the the clinical research indicates the efficacy of absorption of the material and the retention of what they've learned is more than impressive. Uh, Justin, I believe, uh, did a questionnaire to the, the cadets and, and of the 19 uh, uh, cadets, uh, uh, 80% of them said they learned more about fire behavior from a fire we we actually did to help uh, Department of Homeland Security and NASA. They needed they needed thermal data to train an AI, an artificial intelligence system. That's a little thing that's coming in the smart industry, by the way. And we were we were able the the recruits and every um, were able to see this video, 
with no toxic insult, no thermal insult on a fire that they could never be in because it was 1800F and 50 kilowatts a meter squared at the floor in less than two minutes. And mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot to be learned there. Yeah. Okay. Che- yep, go Chief, ahead. And I, I'd like to piggyback into that if sure. you don't mind. Sure. The, the absolute thing for me is that there's some awesome technology being developed and it's coming down the pipeline but there's for the department the typical department uh fire prevention like uh like captain mckenzie was saying there's tons of ways to reach people one of the best ways that i heard it uh described to me is that the future generation or the current kids that are in school they learn with uh screen in front of their face it's not the way i learned which was hands-on learn how to wrench on cars learn how to you know take apart a chainsaw these these new uh the new generation they are youtube TikTok. they are learning by a video screen and so this is just another way to to reach the community and then it's another way to train the 18 to 25 year old firefighters right now because yeah. that is how they learn yeah it's certainly a different uh, different era and I, it's exciting uh, really exciting era to be in with the uh, especially you start talking about the virtual reality and uh, as as uh, kirk was talking a minute ago about uh, uh, holographic images and just the imaging that that we can expect soon really Really exciting time to be uh, in a department. And uh, Justin, you know, for you, what's next for Kasumnas as far as uh, this high-tech training? Can you share or have a sense for what's what's really next for the department? You guys are on the forefront of this, but what's next? Yeah, it's it's getting more challenging to be out in front, it, and that's great because departments are taking this seriously and the only way to advance technology is a team approach and kirk and i both agree that it's a it's the end goal is to save a life and that's all of our jobs and so however we get there is is how kirk and i believe we 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 get there it's not our thing or, or their thing it's it's our thing and making um the world safer and uh and so for us specifically we're working right now on developing the videos a little bit um where a little bit more where it doesn't require an instructor where we can actually just put out a video and you can have a training session on fire behavior while you're watching the video it'll be edited with a voiceover uh we we were doing uh in our uh, fire investigation program we're using a, a company named uh, River. It's uh, reality in virtual reality, R-I-V-R. And they've created some awesome software that you can do fire investigations. And you can investigate a real fire that looks very similar to like a video game. And then you can wa- come to your conclusion. And then you can actually watch where they started the fire, the whole uh the whole process um, until they actually go in and, and put the fire out in these little box simulators. 
Mm. We're really hoping uh, that COVID is coming to an end and we can start doing some more stuff with them, which they really want to come over. Uh, they're from uh, England and they want to come over and uh, do a house fire with us and do another uh, investigation that's in the actual house instead of just a box or um, uh, a, a connex box that they've they've created a, a similar looking house they want to actually burn a house and hopefully we can continue those partnerships uh, obviously we had a little lull there with covid and uh, we we've, we're starting to see the the light at the end of the tunnel i hope and yeah. so those are a couple things that that we're working on yeah really good stuff uh, and yeah I call it the, our hiccup in time, if you will. Um, COVID definitely uh, was a hiccup in a lot of things that were happening and things that were on the horizon that kind of got pushed back. So I think you're right. Uh, you're seeing some some movement um, in the sunrise on that horizon, and and hopefully soon you'll you'll be able to continue that relationship. And we certainly would appreciate uh, continuing to be a part of that. And um, look at ways to to help get the message out about the uh, work that you guys are doing when uh, when that occurs. So keep us in mind for that. We'd appreciate it. And Anytime. Kirk, yeah, no, absolutely. And Kirk, um, you talked a little bit about the smart firefighting and some of the stuff coming. Um, what else might be on the horizon with that? Uh, any other tidbits that you can kind of plant seeds for people to really uh, be looking forward to? <clears throat> Absolutely, Chief, and uh, I'll give a couple resources to look for as well. Uh, I wanted to piggyback real quickly on what Justin was saying. The other thing, I, I just recently dropped off the, the Flame Immersive Learning Kit to, for Justin to trial. I'm hoping he'll be able to get it in the crew's hands, uh, have some of them handle it. That's the one with the heat vest. They happen to be out of, out of Australia. And then also there's a, a command training system that uh, Department of Homeland Security has promised that's been in acquisition for some time. And the, the hope is we'd be able to have immersive right, command officer training uh, capabilities with that. And then uh, regarding the, <clears throat> the SPART fire, firefighting and, and on the way with Kasumnas as well, uh, Justin and I are phase four with a, a challenge with the NIST uh, PSCR team. So the National Institute of Standards and Technology, there's a Maryland lab, has a fire lab, and crews should look up Eye of the Fire. Dr. Matt Howler put together a couple great 360 videos that are open sourced. Anybody can view those and, and try the, the three degrees of freedom system on their phone. Uh, there's a wildfire and then a, uh, I think a kitchen fire as well. But the NIST also has a lab in Boulder, the Public Safety Communication Research Lab, and Justin and I with the fire department and our friends at AR Cortex are on an augmented reality challenge where literally in, in your, your line of sight, sir, you, you would be able to look out and see where your personnel are and have real-time streaming of their biometrics. Law enforcement officers will know whether they've unholstered a weapon or not, you know, if there's uh, uh, there'll be chemical sensors and this is all still being prototyped, but that's that's what some of the stuff that's coming. So look for NIST PSCR. And then lastly, I think the biggest thing is the end user. I, 
I imagine that people will be able to do more than simply call dispatch on 911. What if they had an app on their phone, like Pokey 911, or I like the term 911 Go. Justin and I have been kicking that around for a little while. What if people had a 3D application to escape harm and knew their exit pathways in a hotel, school, theater, or hospital, regardless of the reason they need to escape? It could be handy. Yeah. That's, I mean, it really is. I, you know, I'm sitting here listening to you thinking of the Jetsons. So you, you had to be around. You had to be around uh, a little while to pick up on who the Jetsons are. And I encourage folks to go ahead and Google that. Google the Jetsons if the younger folks don't know who I'm talking about. But uh, really some amazing stuff we've been talking about today. And um, I want to uh, capture some takeaways before we uh, before we close out here. You know, we've been talking about virtual reality and uh, specifically the Kasumnas uh, Fire Department in California um, and, and what they've been doing to working internationally to raise not only raise awareness, but uh, uh, raise the connectivity of uh, different groups that support the systems of training and uh, talked about how this started with law enforcement and military training and really morphed into the fire rescue environment that we're in uh, today. Uh, they had to, you know, certainly get a uh, a lot of support, and they were able through through the diligence of uh, the two uh, folks we spoke to today, Justin and Kirk. They've able to amass a pretty impressive list of support groups that not only provide uh, funding but technical support as this builds itself out. Uh, I talked about digital technology engaging the newest generation of tech savvy firefighters. You uh, you know we we sometimes deride those people as. I have heard it referred to the fall of the fire service, which couldn't be anything further from the truth. It's the future of the fire service. And talking about the digital technology to engage those folks is a phenomenal opportunity. We talked about the cost effectiveness and how that needs to be measured by the effect on the residents we serve. Uh, that's sometimes difficult to get that message across to the, you know, the uh, both real and proverbial bean counters, but really the cost effectiveness of, to the um, uh, based on the measurement of effect to the residents we serve needs to be the focus. Talk about reaching people uh, with uh, through 360 uh, videos, 360 degree videos on their phones and laptops. You know, we think about fire prevention and uh, public education training in terms uh, us older dogs in terms of going to a school or going to a, 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 a nursing home or a home of some kind and having this face to face discussion and showing um, uh, the old uh, uh, puppets or all of the different things that those of us from years back use. Well, now this is all stuff done on a telephone, done on a cell phone, done on a laptop, uh, and that that's what all of this is pulling in together. Talked about immersive training in general, but uh, the one that really piqued my interest and I'm really going to want to follow is the immersive command officer training. Um, I think it's pretty easy to to um, uh, think about the immersive firefighter training with respect to uh, fire um, behavior and the different things that go into making that. But thinking about it from a command level training, I followed some work uh, over in England that uh, was creating that immersive environment specifically for command officers. So I really look forward to following that. Uh, they encourage people, uh, firefighters specifically, to look up Eye of the Fire. Uh, and specifically the uh, Three Degrees of Freedom system, uh, and then also the NIST uh, PSCR, 
I'm familiar with both of those NIST laboratories and really excited to see you guys working with them. Uh, Justin and Kirk, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on the Side Alpha podcast. We appreciate you sharing the future with us and just wanted to give you one last opportunity if there's anything else you'd like to share. Chief, Chief thanks so much. It's just nice to know that us old dogs can learn new tricks. Yeah, roof, roof, right? <laughs> yeah, Chief, thank you so much for having me. Uh, if uh, you guys need anything, please reach out. Everybody out there, this is a team effort, and uh, thanks to Kirk for starting it a few years back and letting me join the ride. Yeah, pretty pretty cool stuff, guys. Our listeners can learn more about virtual reality training and other high-tech training tools in Fire Rescue One's latest special coverage series titled A New Era of Firefighter Training, How to Incorporate High-Tech Tools and Online Opportunities which, by the way, includes a great piece that was authored by uh, Kirk and Justin about the virtual reality program at the Kasumnas CSD uh, Fire Department. If you'd like to uh, learn more about it, you can go to firerescue1.com. Join us on firerescue1.com and firechief.com for the latest news and information affecting the fire service worldwide. And join us next time right here on Side Alpha Podcast. This is Mark Bashore, executive editor for FireRescue1.com, asking you to keep safe, stay smart, and take care.